You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. I'm Joe. We got Aaron and Jeff here, along with a very special guest this morning. How's everybody doing this morning? And I'll let Aaron go ahead and introduce our guest. I am super excited this morning because this morning we have Miss Carla Sweeney on with us, um, the founder and the resident director of the Awakenings House. Um, before I get into introducing her more, though, Jeff, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, and I'm going to tell you why I'm doing great real quick. Please tell us. Because my fiance and I did the keto diet. We lost over 50 pounds each, and two days, two weeks before um, Halloween last year, we said, you know what? Let's just be happy and eat what we want <laughs> until January 2nd. Well, today's date is May 13th, and uh, we didn't stop and you're eating. And you're still eating whatever you want. No, that's why I feel great, because I'm in day three of keto again, and I am in full ketosis. Feeling yeah, great. Yeah, give really? it another yeah, three days. Yeah, feeling great. Are you drinking those... Uh, I used to watch Jeff every once in a while. He'd make these like yes. giant juice things. Vegetable with vegetables. shakes. Cucumber, avocado, lettuce, celery, a little bit of a low-kale. Little, little kale a in little there. little kale in there, spinach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel Tasty. like that's a whole other episode, Jeff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I put chocolate is. protein in there, so it's like chocolate greens. It's yummy. That's absolutely nasty. Anyway. I, I, had, ca- I had cake last night. Yeah. Well, You're not eating cake, are you? I had a meeting, so I won't curse you out right now. Ooh, that's <laughs> funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got Carla with us this morning. How are you doing this morning, Carla? I am good. Thank you for having so me. So glad no, that our you're pleasure. Here. No, I think it's exciting. We're psyched. So um, I wanted Carla to come on the show. You know, we're still new, and she's doing a lot in the community and has been ever since I met her. I came in the rooms two and a half years ago, um, you know, and after treatment, I stayed in a halfway house um, for about a month, and it was a real ritzy halfway house, you know. Ooh. Food, yeah, food was provided. Transportation heat. was provided. Got a personal chef. Something like that. Something we took like turns. That? We yeah. took there turns. Was TV. There was a TV. <laughs> there was TV in every room. Ooh. You know, um, it, it was it was ritzy, um, and it was just what I needed because I'm. I, I was <laughs> just I was, what I needed. I, I was a spoiled <laughs> alcoholic. Be- Beverly Hills over here. Yeah, <laughs> different than that park bench. Um, and then when I got voted off that island, <laughs> um, I found Survivor. myself knocking on uh, Carla's door, and let me tell you, she welcomed me in with open arms. Um. And it was a culture shock. <laughs> Food was not provided. <laughs> Transportation was not provided. I believe she refers uh, you, to you it. You were no longer in Beverly well, Hills. Right. Then. Yeah. So you're yeah. telling me you actually had to be an adult? <laughs> Boy, did I. Crazy. <laughs> Boy, did I. I think I looked at her with like deer in headlights that yes. day, you know. I just cried and cried, and she looked at me and said, honey, it's going to be okay, you know? (laughs) Um, But that's, I I wanted to bring Carla on the show and kind of talk, she's got some real exciting things going on, and we're going to get into that later, but um, Carla, what is it like, you know, running the Awakenings house? Well, first I want to say, I was thinking about that this morning on my drive over, and I remember the deer in the headlights look with Aaron. <laughs> all I can do is just hug her and yet and tell her yes, it's going to be okay. But it is quite a bit different at Awakenings House and we premise that on the uh, 12-step recovery program uh, because that program is action. Everything that we do in recovery is action. So mm-hmm. I tell the girls all the time, move your feet. That's they they know that's what I'm going to tell them. Um, at different times. Uh, Awakenings House has been around. We've been in business for a little over five years now. Okay. Um, 
We have 15 beds. I have two houses on the west side okay. of Jacksonville. Uh, we try to keep the locations a little on the lowdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know <clears throat> what kind of environment or what kind of situation you know the women come to us. Oh, um, sure, from. sure. So we try to keep that. Um, I had a young lady at, uh, at my home group. My home group is the winners group over on Cassett Avenue, and I had a young lady come and tell me one day that she had an empty house, and I'm thinking about let's get some ladies together and, and start this sober living facility. And at first I was like, oh, hell no, that scares me a little bit. <laughs> you know, need to pray about that. Uh, well, we prayed about that, and, and uh, we started with six beds when word got out. You know, mm-hmm. the only women's facility at the time, sober mm-hmm. living. Uh, within a month, we had we went from six beds to twelve beds. Um, exactly a year later, we opened up our second house, and we've just been you know growing, that's awesome growing ever since. That's we, awesome. Uh, heavily recovery based. Uh, we believe in the twelve step program. It's mandatory for the girls to go to meetings, have a sponsor, work the twelve step program, and um, our percentages are pretty pretty good. That's great. And I I know one thing that I want to I I wanted to point out is, you know, I've heard of different living situations, different halfway houses in different states and different places. And the one thing that's good about, you know, the Awakenings house is like not only do they say, hey, you have to call it have a sponsor, but they also like call that sponsor. They also talk to you about, hey, every week there's a check in with the whole group, even both of the resident directors. And it's like. Hey, what step are you on? Where? What did you work on this week with your sponsor? So I think that follow up is really good. Carla, are you still the for, the only all female halfway house sober living? I, believe, I think so, right? I believe that we are. Yeah, I know that Oxford House is in town, and they have men and women, but they focus more with women and children. Yes. Oh, so. uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, a couple episodes ago on this podcast, I was asked because I run an all male halfway house facility here in Jacksonville, would I ever consider um, making it, uh, bringing females in as well, as well? And my answer was, hell no. <laughs> I mean, I, so, so would you ever consider having a co-ed halfway house? I would not. Absolutely and not. the reason why I wouldn't, there's twofold here. The reason why I would not is because we're getting ready to expand. And this expansion uh, that we're doing called Villages of Hope is going to be more geared towards uh, survivors Mm-hmm. from sexual exploitation. So we definitely want to keep the men and the women separated. However, I'm 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 having some conversations. I think God's having some conversations with my husband to maybe do the male. But, but it'd be in, it'd be in a separate facility though. It would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you you know, because you know, then it's just going to become families, right? Because there'll be a lot of babies. <laughs> well, you know, as somebody like when I first got sober, I lived in a in, in a halfway house. Well, first, you know, I went into to treatment, right? And then after I got out, when the treatment center was was co-ed, okay? And then when I got out of there, I moved into um, to a halfway house, which was all male. And I got to say, thank God, because just having men and women living in the same, I mean, it's like, what is that show called? Remember MTV, The Real World or the whatever? The Real World, <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. the drama is just like, oh my God. Yeah, well, I'm a product of Gateway Residential, so I yeah I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I, one of the things I love that Carla uh, mentioned was something that Grateful Mike mentioned when he was with us last week on this podcast was uh, sober feet. Sober feet take action. Sober feet leads to a sober mind, and we have the same mindset here with the facility we run. And uh, you know, 
you do not need to drink a drug to be X to leave this place. If you're not taking any kind of, if the men here are not taking action, not calling their sponsors, and I call their sponsors, and I know you do something similar too. If they're not going to meetings, we know. Yes. We X that man to leave because there's plenty of people out there who want this more and uh, want to take that action to stay sober. Yes. That way they're not using it as just a flop house. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Especially on a cold day today, it's like 60 degrees in Jacksonville as opposed to being 90 yesterday. Oh, that's freezing. I'll probably get five calls today if I have a bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that's one of those things that, like, throughout the last two and a half years, when when life hits me on life's terms, you know, and it's hard to to focus on AA and it just it gets all really loud. That's the one thing that has stayed constant in my life. Like I can hear Carla in my head like just keep moving your feet. So mm-hmm. when I don't want to go to a meeting, hey, look, just why don't you just go to a meeting and sit down? You don't want to hear what they have to say? That's okay. Just go sit down and then I end up that would be the meeting that I hear what I need to hear. You know, so I definitely think that's a good thing for anyone to remember is just keep moving your feet. Um so tell us more about the villages of hope, Carla. Wow, Villages of Hope. So, a uh, business partner of mine and uh, my other resident director, Amy, we did a tour of uh, Thistle Farms in Nashville, and they have an amazing two-year program, rent-free. Um, so we decided, you know, we're already doing the residential part, so sure. let's just expand this um, here in Jacksonville. Jacksonville needs it. Um, there's plenty of women out there um, who need help, and, and Awakenings House always has a wait list. I always have a wait list mm. um, for women, you know, wanting to come um, to us. So we just need to get bigger. Uh, Villages of Hope will simultaneously be um, a couple of tiny home communities. And on the property, we will have sober living. We will always do sober living. But we'll also have housing for this new two-year residential program. Beautiful. That's awesome. So so I know you said the, the two-year residential program for the uh, Villages of, of Hope or whatever, but... For your Awakenings house that you've been running now for the last five years, what's the typical um, length of stay for one of your residents there? Oh, if the young ladies are there for all the right reasons. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, As we look at Aaron. Provided, <laughs> provided, don't, don't call me out like that. It'll be okay. Provided it's, they don't get the boot. So, oh my goodness. Nine months. It's, it's varying from nine months to 18 months. Okay. I've a couple of women who have been with us. For two years. Okay. But um, but figure maybe like about a year is kind of like when, when someone's new and they come in, is there some sort of like expectation as far as like, do you tell them like, you know, I would like you to be here for X amount of time or you don't even really. I don't even say that to them. Okay. I tell them that they are welcome to stay as long as they would like, as okay. long as they are doing what, you know, our program is expected of them. Cool. Cool. But you can usually tell real quick, you know, if somebody oh sure may sure settle yeah down or they may not settle down well i think what is i mean uh man i gotta say because just from the experience that i have working with jeff um with the halfway house that he manages i mean pretty typically when a when a guy would move in and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna make it you know they're pretty typically what within the first couple months they're gone yeah just from you know not necessarily from getting kicked out but just from not not coming back anymore, you know, mm-hmm. going out and getting drunk high, whatever it is, you know. So they, I guess they kind of, they fizzle out pretty quickly. They, I, I tell my girls, you will get to a point where you will work yourself right on out, right, right. by your own decisions, your own actions, sure. um, and. I mean, it just, it you see, and yeah. uh, in my experience, like, I've been doing this for four years here. You know, it took one guy and that guy became two guys. That became guy becomes four guys, becomes eight guys. 
you know, so it's very, very critical in my, in my experience, in my opinion, that when you, you kind of, I hate to use this term, but weed out those who aren't here for the right reasons, but that's really what it is, because this is. is life or death. One guy can infect 20 guys quicker than those 20 guys can help that one guy, you know, do the deal. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, just... You know, because I'm 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 really interested in, in in helping people that are early in recovery, right? And we, as the Picnic Table Society for this podcast, you know, we've and we we were talking about this on a show the other day, um, how you know we're going to be doing some things to help people early in recovery. And um, like, what are some of the challenges that that you've seen and had to deal with with people that are, you know, just just brand new? I mean, from from my own experience, you know, when I when I moved into that halfway house, I mean, I had no college education. I had no real work experience. Um, I have a, a felony background. I've been to state prison. Um, I mean, so there was a lot of, 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 I guess, hurdles that I had to face. And so I'm, I'm curious to see, like, you know, how you kind of uh, tackle some of those things with the residents that you have. So all of those hurdles apply to women, too? Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no secret uh, yes, there. Yes, yeah. they do. Um, so what we do, well, the biggest hurdle is I get phone calls all the time. Um, we are Awakenings House is known for bringing women through the doors with absolutely no money. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and I do remember very early on I was told within the community, "You ladies will not last very long by doing that." Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, God has His hand on us. That's um, right. So we allow the women to come in depending on their situation. We have amazing partnerships with Grace Ministries that financially will help these young ladies. You know, awesome. so they can get on their feet. We have amazing partnerships with Operation New Hope, you know, for the ones who bring in, you know, those felonies. Um, there's a lot of organizations out there that we can get them hooked up to. Okay. Star Program with Gateway is an amazing program, and that is like an 18-month program for these girls, and they provide medical services, mental health services, GED services, you name it. Um, so as, as long as we can continue to grow and continue to make partnerships in the community these girls they have a chance awesome they have an amazing chance what about like a like like employment now um, for right now uh the girls are expected to be employed within the first couple of weeks and okay that is something that they would they usually go out and get on their own yeah but we have such a generous recovery community that we get phone calls all the time hey i got somebody you know do you have somebody that can do mm-hmm. this hey sure. people are hiring over here you know, um, so it's it's all about uh, all of us in the recovery community just partnering together. And I do want to say, you know, real quick that we have Awakenings House and it has an amazing partnership with Jeff and the Java Club. And it's a beautiful thing to know that I can pick up the phone and call him, you know, for whatever that I need or whatever that the girls need. And, oh, yeah. And uh, we're doing it. Yeah. And I want, yeah. I want to say that, you know, uh, Caller and Awakenings House and, and us here, we um, we style our, our businesses, because that's what it is uh, with nonprofits, um, off of each other a lot, you know, and it's the same thing here. And I don't know, I can't speak on other places, but we do the same thing. You know, these guys, they come in here jobless, they come in here homeless, and we're more about recovery than we are about finances here, you know, and the fact of the matter is the recovery community community is so so supportive that we i we get calls over here too you, you got a guy for this do you have a guy for that i can't even imagine miss Carla, because you know at your facility there's not five meetings a day like there is here 
So we get hundreds and hundreds of visitors here throughout the day, throughout the week, a thousand people. So over there, it's got to be a little bit more difficult. So I'm sure it's been a lot more work for Carla working over there at Awakenings House as far as I'm expanding to the community. So I have nothing but nothing but high respect for that. I don't know if I'd be able to do that if I just ran a regular house and uh, that had no meetings out there. And then I have to do all the footwork. So, man, do I applaud you for doing all that footwork. She is all over the place. And whenever a female needs a place to go, that's the first place I'm referring them. Uh, number one, because of call, and number two, because it's all females. Oh, thank you. We are grateful. And that's, um, that, that's a good point that you brought up. I do have two residential homes, so we don't have just one community space that we can go to. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's another goal of moving forward with Villages of Hope is for everybody to be on the same property where we can provide more for the girls. You know, community meetings, recovery meetings, you know. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. So that's another goal as well. You plan on uh, Villages of Hope having like a separate building or something? We're going to have a community center. Oh, yes. community center. Yeah, that's fancy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. $10 a month, $100 a year membership. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's your local YMCA. That's right. You know what I mean? I know, I know for me, that's it's one thing when I, when I was at the end of my ropes in inactive addiction, it was... How can I get out of this hole? Like, I've created such a hole for myself, and I don't know how to get out. And I know for me, the answer was just getting sober fixed a lot of things. Like, just getting sober and starting to do the next right thing every day fixed a lot of things. Um, I've met, I have a lot of my close friends that have came through the Awakenings house. And I mean, some of them, you know, that GED Carla's talking about, um, one of my friends has been on felony probation for God knows how long, ever since I've known her. And um, she just got off, you know, and things of that sort having and I've really been able to watch Carla help these women. You know, my peers literally take it a bite at a time. And then like all of a sudden, like my one friend just got off felony probation. She's like, oh, my God, she just moved into her own house last week with her kids. <laughs> you know, I mean, she she hasn't had her kids in probably five, 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, she just literally was able to purchase her, you know, start renting a, her own home to provide for her kids. And she's now off probation. You know, you bring up an interesting point there, children. Okay. So how, how do you deal sometimes with your, your residents being in an all, an all women's facility? How do you deal with the, um, the children's aspect of thing? Because, you know, I only have experience being in an all men's halfway house and don't get me wrong. A lot of the guys, you know, we have children, but, First of all, and this is a completely off topic, but men in this country need to do a better job of being involved in their children's lives. But I know women, you know, are they just, you know, are, do some of these women have custody still? Like, how do you deal with, you know, a lot of women coming in there that, you know, have have children? Well, we definitely believe in that reconstruction with family. Um, a lot of them have custody. A lot of them don't. So okay. we, we just tried to be... Uh, supportive, um, comfort them, you know, when they can't have time with their children, we celebrate little successes, you know, that mm, they okay. can have with their children. Um, we completely, um, support that. Right. I mean, we don't have anything so far that we can do for the children on property. Okay. Hopefully that could be squeezed in there somewhere to the know, villages of hope, the villages yeah. of hope, but, uh, we allow them, you know, overnights and, and special occasions, you know, mother's day was a big, uh, sure, event, sure. You know, that recently, so we just encourage it, and 
unfortunately, uh, adding on the child aspect brings in DCF. Yeah, you're getting into a whole, whole other another rules and regulatory you know, I, issues. I mean, yeah, and and of course, you know, Gateway's been around for a very long time. They sure. kind of have that corner market, you know, for for women and children. At the okay, moment. you know, um, one of the great things that I see that has happened over at Call This Places is that. Um, a lot of these girls who have been there for years, they come back and continue helping all the new girls. And that happens here, too. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about when we first get here, uh, you know, we're all in recovery, right? I know that when I first got here, I wanted everything back immediately. I wanted the job. I wanted the kid. I wanted the girl. I wanted the house. I wanted all this back. Look at me. I'm a week sober. Give me back. Why can't I see my kid? I'm a week sober, you know? I didn't understand why I couldn't see that. And that's why we try to instill into the new... I had to learn that. People had to teach me. This really is one day at a time. And the fact that we have these people who used to live here and you have your girls who used to live there coming back to help the new generation to teach this you know we'd be lost without those who have graduated our programs yes. and there's it, so many of y'all in that program and it is a just a genuine joy and pleasure to watch these girls come back and serve in the mm-hmm. community you know and and we hope that one day all of our alumni all of our girls will be able to come back onto this this uh villages of hope property uh and be staffed with us and work for us and continue the legacy you know i'm trying to leave a legacy here. absolutely no that's mm-hmm. awesome I want that's these right young ladies to take it and run with it you know going forward yeah it's always going to be needed and let me tell you the, the the feeling the gratitude the joy the happiness the oh wow so much better a hundred times better than what i was chasing Oh yeah, no, you can't, you can't uh, synthesize that in any way. No, absolutely. No, it's almost like sponsoring somebody. That's where the true gift comes. And one of your girls is speaking here tomorrow morning at seven a.m. That's going to be awesome. Uh, That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Hey, so um, one other question I do have for you, and this is just something that I've noticed. You know, uh, living in a halfway house, and you know, uh, like I said, working with Jeff and stuff like that, and seeing some of these guys. You know. It's really easy for people to, especially once they've been in a halfway house or some sort of sober living residence for, you know, six months, nine months or something like that. They've got some little, you know, kind of dead end job or, you know, they're they're just, they get very complacent. Okay. How do you like motivate people? It's like, listen, you, you, what I, what I hate to see, and I've told a couple of guys, you know, that live over at the, the Java club, I really hate to see people like waste your time you know it's like you you only have a limited amount of time to live in this like you're not going to be here forever right at some point or another you need to go out and 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 on your own get your own place and all that kind of stuff don't waste your time like if there's you know if 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 a guy if i if i watch a guy who is um you know doesn't have his driver's license and owes a bunch of money in order to get it but yet at the same time it's like you you sit there and, and and you watch the guy go out and spend most of his money over the weekend on like new clothes or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. fr- frivolous things that he doesn't need. It's like, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, how do you motivate people to really maximize the use of their time at a facility like that? And I'm sure it's on like an individual kind of basis. It's definitely I mean. on an individual kind of basis. And that goes back to what Aaron stated earlier. We do updates on a weekly basis. Um, if we feel like there's backsliding starts happening just a little bit, sure, not using, but you know, not moving forward, yeah, uh, then we'll case plan them again, um, go over some some more expectations, and if if 
if that's something that you feel like that you do not want to meet, then our place is not for you. Okay, good. And okay. Will, and we have transitioned women into other facilities, make sure they're, they're safe, you know, in another environment, and we move on to the next one who um, is waiting to come into Awakening South. Sure, sure. Well, I'll tell you, with us here, if, I, if a guy owes rent money and he's smoking Newport 100s, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> but they, yeah, but they, that's the importance, too, of us pushing. Like, when you move into this place, you have one week to find a sponsor. And like I said, I call that sponsor, and the sponsor is supposed to, supposedly supposed to help with this, guiding their sponsee in the right direction. You know, so that's one of the other things that we keep up on as well. You know, it's it's kind of difficult being, you know, the resident director or the executive director, you know, and I just, the girls call me Mama Bear. I love on them and all that good stuff, but <laughs> I have to make sure that they have a sponsor. They have a recovery sponsor. Sure. They have a spiritual mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to, it's a fine line sometimes, you know, you want to, you want them to get it, you know. That's so right. We, yeah. we have to, we, just like Jeff, we have to. Uh, rely on their sponsor and their spiritual mentor to to come in and help us, you know, guide this. Right. Like only so much you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a website or anything that people could go to? I do have a website. Mm -hmm. Actually, I have two now. All right. Uh, (laughs) I think the Awakenings House, awakeningshouseinc.org. And then our new website, which is coming soon, Villages of Hope, is thevillagesofhope.org. It's got some information on there on where we're heading. Awesome. Uh, getting, it's going to be by God's grace that we close on this property um, by the end of the month, and uh, we're just going to be rallying up the folks. You know, That's one great. of the great things that I love that Carla does is, is she does a lot. She does fundraising for her facilities. I know she just had a, a running fundraiser. Is there anything upcoming that you want to talk about? Uh, our five k at the end of April was amazing. Mm-hmm. First time out of the gate on that it was beautiful. Um, I do not have any fundraisers coming up just yet. We're uh, silently in the sidelines, just waiting on the closing of this property. Fantastic. Okay, I'll cool. tell you this, man. They're always plotting something, though. You know, they're always plotting something for for the next step. Um, I know we went to a um, you had a gala not long ago, maybe six months ago, and and that's really when I first started here, like understanding what they were trying to do with the villages of hope. You know, they had it all set up at the gala and everything, and it really blew my mind. You know that um someone's trying to do something that's big in the community. You know, it's even bigger than halfway. It's even bigger. Like, you can tell that, um, you know, Carla and all her partners, their heart is really in this, and they're really just trying to do the next right thing for that next girl. And that's 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 really love about, that's what I love about what they have going on is you don't get lost in the process. You know, um, I was only with Carla for about a month, and then, you know, an amazing opportunity came, and I went that way with it, but... For that one month, I know that, um, like, again, a year and a half later, I have this amazing relationship with Carla from one month of being in her house. You know, she you don't get lost in the process. She's always checking on me. I mean, even after I had moved out of the house, you know, I'd get text messages, phone calls, little presents in the mail, you know, just reminding me that I'm still loved and that I am still part of the Awakenings family. Good stuff. That's awesome. Stuff. That's awesome. Well, we're about out of time today. Um, I do want to, Carla, uh, thank you very much for being yes, on the show. Thank you for and having hey, me. When you get the, um, the Villages of Hope 
you know, up and running and stuff like that, we absolutely want to get you back on the show. Give us a little more update and stuff like that. And uh, we would love it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's really cool. So, hey, thank you guys for listening. Um, Jeff, did you want to say yeah, something? Yeah, I just want to end with this. Call the, um, Aaron would like an application for Villages of Hope because it sounds so well. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Aaron needs to be in one of those. What'd you call it? A ritzy place? Oh, that's oh, right. Hey. Maybe I can talk her into working for us. One hey, day. Get, uh, get it up and running, and I'll come balance your books. <laughs> oh, there geez, we go. Promises. Well, hey, no. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. All right, take care.